You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk returns. Sal Montes, Adrian Bratis, were presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency with seven locations in El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Trust the Oscar Adietta Agency for all your home, auto, life, or even business insurance. That's the Oscar Adietta Agency. Check them out, OscarIdiettaAgency.com. Sal Montes, we are back. It's 2023. Uh, brief hiatus. I got married last week. You were there. You got a chance to uh, w- uh, witness myself, uh, my wife, Alyssa, get married. And I appreciate you holding it down here in a radio station. I appreciate UTEP Zay, Jason Craig, Angel Munoz, Steve Kaplowitz for all their coverage uh, while we've been gone. And man, Man, we've missed a lot, Sal. UAB double overtime loss, uh, Rice overtime loss at home, and now UTEP has lost four in a row after uh, this this loss today against Louisiana Tech. Um, I'm shocked. I mean, the Miners right now have a lot of issues. It starts at the free throw line. It starts with their offensive turnovers. Uh, but, you know, I just want to first say welcome back. Uh, welcome back to you. And, hey, 2023 is here, man. Thanks for everything. Yeah, it's um, another year uh, to look forward to, Adrian. Obviously, a great time working with you. Congratulations, by the I way. I appreciate it. Super Thank happy you. for you, man. I, I can't express how amazing it's going to be. But, um, yeah, now now you're part of the club. So, uh, that's we, right. We, we call it the, the curfew crew. No, <laughs> I'm joking, man. No, that that's awesome. And uh, shout out to Alyssa. And um, I got to meet your dad. That's right. I met him yes. yet. He's amazing. Shout out to your father. I got to meet um, uh, Alyssa's stepdad. The only one I didn't see was her mom at the uh-huh. wedding so um i'm so sorry I, it, it was a, a crazy night but uh yeah if you're listening hello and <laughs> i love you you're amazing uh mrs donnelly so yeah i wanted to throw that out there uh, i'm so happy sal thank you for saying that and thanks for being there and then uh big congratulations to you and selma you all are expecting a little one that's right that's right yeah big news um we, we don't know uh, the, the gender yet, but um, sure. we're going to keep it a surprise. I'm like, I have nice. to know. Okay. She's like, nope, uh-uh, not this time. <laughs> but um, uh, no, yeah, we're excited. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, July 2023, we're expecting uh, wow. um, a, a baby. Yeah, around your birthday, maybe? That's right. Yeah, I, I wanted to joke around. Usually I try to make a joke out of everything and, you know, throw a little humor. But right. health-wise, that's not... It's not plausible because we're expecting early July and my okay. birthday is the 31st. So that's that's a whole other month <laughs> All right, <laughs> away okay. from it. But, uh, but yeah, early July. So we're, we're super excited. Well, I'm so excited for you all. I'm excited for you to be a dad, Sal. Uh, a lot of great news to start off yeah. the year for 2023 here on Minor Talk. I wish we could talk about better news for the UTEP basketball team, but we can't. They've lost four straight. They lost this one 60-58. to 58. And you heard uh, head coach Joe Golding talk with Voice of the Miners, John. Tyshirt. A lot of it had to do with the 14 turnovers that happened in the first half. And then even in the second half, when UTEP started to come back here and there, they just couldn't execute. Sal, down the stretch, it was uh, a lack of making free throws. It was turnovers on offense. It was missed opportunities. And I'll tell you what this team is. 
You know, after watching the UAB game, which was frustrating in itself, which uh, they should have even gone to overtime. They should not have fouled, um, you know, the the player late in that game whatsoever. They should not have been in that situation. And uh, yet they went into overtime. They shouldn't have got to double overtime. I thought UAB dominated the first overtime, and UTEP was lucky to go to second overtime. And then they they were simply, um, you know, gassed in the second overtime and could not hang on. Rice... That was a horrible game. I mean, UTEP uh, had – I was disappointed in the effort. I was disappointed that they could not protect home floor. And then losing to the Owls of Rice at home, I mean, that's a yeah. step back in the program right there. That, that's not a good loss right there. And then you go on the road today against La Tech, a team that you beat earlier this year, a team that, you know, in this scenario for UTEP, it's must win. Uh, UTEP mm-hmm. is kind of teetering right now between a team that was previously a contender – and now might be a year away. They might be, uh, you know, we might have to look to next year uh, if this UTEP team does not turn the corner. Granted, last year's team started 1-3 and three in Conference USA play, similar to what this year's team is starting off as, 1-3 and three in Conference USA play, but they don't have Sule Boom to rely on. They don't have Jamal Biennemi or Keontae Kennedy, veteran winners uh, from last year's squad that I think a lot of people took for granted. And this year's bunch... I mean, I like some of the guys, but I don't. I don't think it's enough for UTEP to be over the top, especially in such a tough conference USA uh, that yeah. we're seeing right now. And, and the thing is, the defense is there. There, and we were texting throughout the game too. Like when it comes to out toughing and you know just out hustling the other team, that's going to happen. I don't know the percentages, but I'll say a large part of the time they're going to be tougher than the other team. They're going to out-hustle them, and when it comes to that grit, they're going to display more of that. But in order to kind of seal the deal, you have to do the little things right. And when we look at these last three losses, albeit close losses, don't get me wrong, it's it's not like, like they're far away from from being a way better team. But when I'm looking at the game against uh, against UAB, the one that went to a double overtime, yep. Adrian, they were 50% from the free throw line. Yeah. 50%. And when we look at the game against Rice, uh, this one here, uh, matter of fact, let me go back. The game against um, Rice was 50%. I'm sorry. But against UAB, they were 56%. I mean, it's really not that that far off. And then we look at today's game. Uh, I have the, the numbers here. 55%. You know, and, and it's these things that are going to keep them from from winning these games against the, the top tier or, you know, upper echelon uh, teams of Conference USA because they can afford to have a bad game and still win because they make their free throws. UTEP has to outgrit, outhustle, and make their free throws and do the little things right to beat these teams. In retrospect, you know, they're almost there, but until they do this, it's going to be a very, very tough challenge for them to beat these top teams because they might they might beat the bottom tier. They'll be in battles with the mid-tier, but for that top tier, where they want to be, they got to do this. Otherwise, it's going to be the same thing, and we've seen it basically four games in a row. Yeah, and, and for UTEP, it's not like their free throw shooting is actually getting better. In fact, it's probably getting worse. I mean, you could look at uh, the 10 of 20 from the from the free throw line against Rice. That was bad. Today's game, when you look at the minors, they were 11 of 20. That's not good either. I, I don't, I, you know, if you're flirting around this 50% to 60% margin, that's not good. I, I would say mediocre 
to bad and like subpar is like 60%, yeah. Sal. So you have to be above 70% when we're talking about the free throw line. And I, I think, I feel like we're a broken record right now. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this way too much. And for UTEP to be in this situation, it's the same thing over and over again. It's inconsistency at the free throw line and it's turning the ball, that, ball over carelessly uh, on offense. And it's not like they're barely having a couple more turnovers than. Um, than um you know assists it's it's a large number sometimes it's double but it's those two things that are that are hampering them right if they fix one of those or if they can get better at one of those they're in a much better spot than they're in now so that's the promising thing but the the not so promising thing is that we've seen this pretty much all year when it comes to um to tough competition they're in the ballpark or they're they're in the parking lot but they got to get into the ballpark so that that's the tough part when are they going to finally break in yeah i don't know i don't know when they actually break in sal our telephone number is 915-505-6009 we'll turn it to our listeners right now we've missed our listeners it's been great uh being off and having this vacation but it feels uh you know just as good coming back and being here with all the listeners all the people on Twitter who have been so supportive throughout this time and uh, yeah just really appreciate everybody appreciate everybody's wishes and want to hear from them today at 915-505-6009 I understand today might be a little quiet um, tonight tonight might be a show where fans are so disgruntled that UTEP that they've turned the TV off essentially and they were off from this game by the way it was another um Conference USA TV game, Sal, which we love those. Conference oh, the USA TV, uh, the best, most accessible, I should say. And uh, if you haven't caught my sarcasm there, then uh, I, I'm not sure if you, you've been listening to this show very much. But uh, <laughs> Conference USA TV makes another return, Sal. How disappointing. Oh, man. It's um, it's what we're expecting, you know, whenever we see that it's Conference USA TV. But at the same time, like... It is what it is. You, you, you got to know what you're getting when you're watching it. And, and I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything. I'm just saying my actual thoughts as somebody who's watched numerous broadcasts that um, <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of great to say. But at the same time, too, if it's not them, who's going to be broadcasting the game? So yeah. you I'm a hypocrite, but beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. hear you. I hear what you're saying there. Uh, let's go to Twitter real quick. We got a lot of tweets to get to. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, Daniel tweets the show. Halftime thoughts. UTEP is finding a way to score now. However, awful turnovers will lose them this game if they can't clean them up. Well, it ended up losing the game, Daniel, so you were right there. Uh, CK Milestone Photo, he was so disappointed, he sent us a tutorial on how to make more free throws, hashtag minor talk. Uh, Sleepy Kev is checking back into the show. He tweets the show, I love my minors basketball to my grave, but man, this team is just tough to watch at this point. It's the same story every night on why we lose. How can we fix this? Hashtag minor talk. Uh, CK Milestone Photo, can we we not give UTEP excuses this time. Hashtag minor talk. You know what? Honestly, CK, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't giving them any excuses. Uh, the UAB game was probably the last game I gave them excuses. And that's, you know, it's upper echelon team in Conference USA. UTEP is probably on the fringe still. And uh, the fact that they lost to Rice, that's where the excuses for me went out the door, Sal. I, you just don't lose to Rice. That's a, that's a bad team right there. 
I mean, Rice is going to compete, don't get me wrong, but that's a team that you should be beating, especially when you're at home. You're, right. you're one of the better teams at home in Conference USA. And although Rice can, and which they did, um, win a game on the road, you still shouldn't be dropping those games. It's it's right. it's not acceptable, it, especially in the fashion that that it happened, right? Because if it's some kind of back and forth game, and and it's I don't want to say a fluke, but it's like a half court shot or buzzer beater that sends it home. Okay, I get that. You live with that. But when it's a way that's happened multiple times this year, that's where that problem is because that shows that there isn't any type of. Um, progress being made in those particular areas I, i'm here i hear you sal our telephone number 915-505-6009 that's our telephone number to get into the show 600 espn el paso on twitter a lot of tweets to still get to but let's go to the phones right now and welcome on rob onto the program rob good afternoon thanks for joining us what'd you think of this game um the same i've thought pretty much the last four games um i just i don't think i've i can try to think to myself but I don't think I can remember a UTEP team in the last five to six years that have, have that they basically shot themselves in the foot more times than this team. Um, yeah, the I UAB the UAB game the UAB game felt almost intentional, where I I couldn't believe it. And at this point, I was just telling my dad uh, today, at what point like uh, do the players take accountability? I get the coach isn't going to blame him because he's you know he's a high character guy, but you know, they've been they've been playing basketball for 10, 15 years, most of these guys. Uh, you know, you know, I don't care if Coach K is the coach. Um, you know, he's not going to make you a better free throw shooter. you got to do that on your own. And and that's, that's something that they can fix. It doesn't – you don't need talent to be a good free throw shooter. All it takes is, is concentration and practice. So what is it? What, what is it, Rob? Because don't you kind of feel like it's all mental? Like, I watch these guys right now. Shamar Givens down the stretch. It's like one of two. Shamar Givens was actually making shots earlier. So it's got to be mental, right? Like, these guys it's, have to head to the free throw line late in the game and think, I'm not making this. And that and that's a problem. Yeah. And and I think maybe, uh, you know, there's maybe a dark cloud uh, looming over them about that. Um, they've, they've, they're probably seeing the stats now. Uh, they're thinking about it now, and it's and it's a team thing. Like everyone is shooting bad. I think one guy today uh, shot four or five, but I just looked at um, some stats right now, and they're last in three pointers. They're last in free throws. Um, they're just not playing good. And like coach coach said, when you play like that, you leave yourself little room for for error. You're not going to win a lot of games like that. And it's just yeah, and just the silly fouls and turnovers. Like the, I look at Solomon's two or seven, but that doesn't tell the story. He shot the ball the last three or four possessions, and they were all um, terrible shots. Yeah, and not to mention seven turnovers and two of six from the free throw line. I'm not trying to harp on Solomon, who uh, totaled 11 rebounds and was UTEP's best answer off the glass. But seven turnovers, I mean, man. Uh, I was wondering my, to myself, uh, when is he going to go to the bench, Rob? I, I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't like his minutes today. No, I agree with you. And I think uh, their coaching staff maybe is going to have to um, like give some other guys some burns and see what they can do. Um, we've seen glimpses of Hamilton. He looks really nice. Uh, Dos Santos was a starter when the season started. Right. And he's nursing an injury. So I'd like to see him get back in the mix and just and just throw somebody else in the mix, change it up. And and I believe they should they should be an inside-out team. I don't think their guards are very good. 
I think their best chance. Um, just go with the numbers. You're you're better. At, you're, you have a better chance statistically of making a two pointer than a three pointer. Which yeah. Is why I just I just think and then they're the worst three point shooting team. But that's all they were doing at the end of the game. So I think they need to play inside out and just give some other guys uh, some burn. Just one thing we can never take away from them is the the effort. But at some point in time, you got to you know. Effort's not going to win you games. Yeah, and and there's no moral victories. And I appreciate the phone call, Rob. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. I'm done with moral victories with this team, unfortunately. They're 8-7 and seven right now. You can give a moral victory to games like Texas, games like Kent State. All right, I'll, I'll give those passes maybe for moral victories. But no, I, I'm done with that with this UTEP basketball team. They, are, they have gone to a different level as far as a program and where we should value them. And there's no more moral victories right now as far as, oh, well, they competed hard in the second half. No, you got to actually win some of these tight games. Yeah, and that can only be the model for somebody who's not used to showing that type of um, that type of performance, right? Like, let's just say for, in a hypothetical, uh, this uh, there's a team out there. I don't want to say this team because it doesn't apply, but uh, there's a team who's like three and – 15 or whatever right and, and then they play some top tier conference team and they hang in there they lose but you feel better about that okay and then you look at another team who is kind of on that brink of of you know that that middle tier maybe going into that that second or whatever tier but what's holding them back is close losses time after time after time after time that moral victory came that first game against a top tier conference team but now that you're doing it against uh i don't want to say subpar but but middle of the pack conference teams teams that are showing that their standing can be better than yours and you're doing that time after time again that's where the issue lies because yeah. the job's not being finished yeah and and i feel like for utep right now they, they've shown that they could close out games earlier this year, like in the Jim Forbes Classic, way that they were able to close out against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, Cal State Bakersfield, Alcorn State. Did that make them tired for these kind of close games? Like, now they can't win close games like this? I don't understand. So, um, oh, and by the way, UTEP's a bad road team, right? We can say that now. That's 0-5 on the road, uh, and they've. it's not like they've, I get it, they play Texas on the road, New Mexico State, DePaul, uh, you know, teams like UAB and La Tech, uh, but La Tech was that winnable game, and if you're not able to yeah. win in a tight game like this, they didn't deserve the win. Let, let me let me be honest there uh, as well, because La Tech led in this game for 34 minutes, almost 35 in this game. They didn't deserve to win this one, but if UTEP was able to steal this one, that was what they kind of needed to turn it, the corner. It, and you know what, too? I'll, I'll throw La Tech as one of the tougher places to win, and this isn't a, a pass for them losing the game, but statistically sure. speaking, they've lost, and John said this on the air earlier i think since they've joined conference usa something maybe like 11 losses at home since they've joined the conference wow that's which, impressive which is impressive and obviously with the teams that are remaining and we can even include the teams that are leaving basically but the teams that are in conference usa as it stands right now they're the top home uh, team when it comes to conference play they, they hardly ever lose however when you look at what transpired today uh it wasn't the tack that was having UTEP force all these turnovers. There's no way the crowd was the reason why UTEP lost this game. UTEP lost this game because they turned the ball over way too many times, and it didn't help that they didn't make their free throws. So that that's what I'm getting from it. 
Hey, our telephone number is 915-505-6009. You could also tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A lot of tweets to get to, a lot more in store here on Minor Talk. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take a timeout. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification, and we'll take a break here as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency. A lot more coming up here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, our telephone number is 915-505-6009 as we welcome you back to Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Check them out online, oscaradiettaagency.com, to learn more about how to get involved with them. And uh, if you're looking to switch insurance, Oscar Arietta Agency makes things easy. They make shopping for insurance simple. All you have to do is just go to oscaradiettaagency.com and learn more. You can call them or message them directly from their website at oscaradiettaagency.com. Our telephone number again, 915-505-6009. Let's go to Twitter. A lot of tweets to get to. Uh, La Tech defeats UTEP 60-58. to The Miners are now 8-7 and on the year, 1-3. In conference USA play as well. Hey, big shout out to the women's basketball team. They defeated La Tech seventy-two to sixty-six. UTEP Zay was out at the Don Haskins Center today, and uh, you know you have uh, people like uh, Jackson with fifteen, uh, Boyd with eleven, Kraus with eleven, Tack with eleven as well, and the Miners hold off La Tech and beat them seventy-two sixty-six. Hey, Sal, it seems like the women's basketball team really heating up, really doing some good things right here uh, during this stretch. So uh, you know. Know, big win for the Miners at home today. Yeah, and uh, they're picking it up at a at a good time, showing that they can be you know one of the tougher teams to play, whether they're at home or on the road, which is a good sign because earlier on in the year you saw this team that they were building, but to see that transition in a conference play is huge. And um, Coach Baker said this on the um, the uh, the radio show earlier this week how how much of an advantage it is um, to be at home with the crowds that they get. Now, I know they're not, you know, astronomical or or big numbers, but with an arena like the Haskins Center, the noise that's made, obviously, when there's more people, it's louder, but you can have, uh, for example, four to 500, and it sounds like there could be like three to 5,000 in there. You're right. Just based off of uh, not only the acoustics, but the passionate fans there. And he mentioned that when he goes, um, you know, on the road and, and his team takes on these other teams, that he could tell a big, big difference from the crowd. So. If you're at the games, continue going. And if you haven't seen them yet, go check them out. You're definitely helping out. But that's a that's a really fun team to watch. Yeah, and they got Eliana Cabral back today. She was playing for the Miners. She was suited up after being out for a while, so that was huge for this team. And the and the Miners, they survived a late comeback from the Bulldogs today. Uh, they had an early eight-point deficit, wrote UTEP Zay today. And uh, Jazzy on Jackson, Naya Boyd, and uh, Avery Krause all scored in double figures to lift the Miners up to to a big victory. They take on UTSA on the road next week, so that's another game for us to monitor uh, for the UTEP women's basketball team. Let's go to Twitter. As promised, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, and that's where you can react after this game as well. Bryce Chauvin tweets the show, What's new? Another L for a bad basketball team. Ugh. Uh, break them ankles 22 at AntFlow22 tweets the show. Free throws yet again. UTEP always has the best support in Conference USA and gets nothing out of it. Same old UTEP as usual. Bryce Chauvin tweets the show that support will fall off really soon regarding UTEP basketball. Um, this coming in from Tristan Pence. 
UTEP lost this game in the first half with way too many careless turnovers. With a week to prepare for this game, it's very troubling that the Miners were not ready to play. Next week's games are crucial for UTEP if they hope to have a respectable finish in Conference USA. I mean, that's a great point right there that Tristan brings up, Sal. UTEP had a week. A week to prepare for this one. A week after they came out in such a poor fashion against Rice. And in the first half, I thought they were flat. I thought they were disorganized. 14 turnovers in the first half is terrible. I mean, you know, what they were allowing on defense was admirable. But UTEP couldn't shoot. It's just disappointing how they opened things up in this game. I was very disappointed. Yeah, and and with 14 turnovers in the first half, that's like a turnover every... Every minute and change, basically. Good that's, point. that's like every every possession or every other possession, if you want to put it that way. And how do you develop any type of rhythm when you're constantly turning the ball over? And at the same time, the other team's scoring more points than you. I mean, you're down 10 points right. at the half. Yeah, you had little spurts, but that was a big, big difference in this game. Just just coming out flat was, was definitely worrisome. Um, but then you see the effort in the second half to kind of counter it. But ultimately, I mean, we sound like a broken record. We know why they lost. Uh, but there's a lot of things that they're doing that, that isn't helping them when it comes to winning these they're games. They're beating themselves yeah. up. They're, they really are. Uh, CK Milestone Photo checks back in. Defense can't win's game if offense can't score. Neither can toughness. Why not change on how one runs the offense? Hashtag minor talk. I mean, it's a good point. Like, you know, the defense is as good as, good as we talk about the defense. And as as good as the miners play yeah. defensively and they guard the perimeter like no one else they're uh they clamp it down whenever they need to uh late game situation i trust their defense as well but what does that matter if utep's offense can't come along as well and last year's team they kind of needed a kick in the butt as well to kind of make that and turn the corner and find themselves offensively this year's team it, it's like one one game it's givens next game it's solomon you know it, it's the inconsistency you know, uh, if they were good, we'd call it balance, right? If they if they had all these wins that came their way, we would say that their scoring comes in balance. But I would want things to be a little bit more consistent between their guards like McKinney, uh, guards like Givens and Tay Hardy, who Hardy struggled throughout uh, these past three games, you know? And then uh, Otis Frazier, I like when he comes onto the scene, but you just need that on a game-to-game basis for UTEP. Yeah, who are you going to rely on game to game for for major points? Basically 10 plus and and that's the big question is we we don't know who. I, I think we've seen flashes of who it can be. Um I said it earlier, I'll stick with it just cuz I can't change it. Uh but I'll go Mario McKinney. I think that yeah. should be the guy, but at the same time too, he's putting up a large number of shots and and you're taking away opportunities for other guys, especially with shots that aren't falling in. So it's like do you continue to ride a, a guy who can be that leading scorer, or do you want to spread it out a bit? And when you spread it out a bit, those shots still aren't falling. So, uh, I mean, who knows? Well, you you bring up McKinney, and I think we're talking about the same thing. Well, but let, let's reverse going back to this game in particular. Uh, yeah. La Tech again wins sixty to fifty eight. Uh, for the final stretch of this game, La Tech made two free throws to put him up by two points. Right? I mean, the Miners um, they 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 uh, fouled late in the game, and that's how the Bulldogs took that two-point lead. Miners had that final possession, 10 seconds left, and they attempted three-point shot, and it's Tay Hardy taking the shot, Sal, which I was I was so confused at that. What? Who called that play? Because Hardy in this game, five points, two of eight from the field, one of five from three-point range. He wasn't good. 
How did he warrant that last shot? Was it like trying to be, you know, a deception type of thing? Hey, no one's really king on Tay Hardy. Let's swing it his way and hope that he can bury the three. That's te- If that's your, your hope, that percentage of shot is so slim that UTEP is never yeah. going to win these close game situations. Never. And that's just the bottom line. And um, we've seen UTEP attempt these late game shots it's been hardy on several uh, of these late game situations and it hasn't worked that's just the bottom line yeah and it's it's really kind of drawing off that that consistent aspect right of like hey who is that guy who's going to take that final shot? Uh, but but to kind of counter it a bit though is when we look at that the shot right before um, McKinney went up for the layup. And it was didn't missed, like right? it. Didn't like and, that. And that it was uh, that was a put back by by Solomon. So it's kind of like, hey, we want McKinney to have the ball, and then when he does, we we saw what happened there. Now that that's not a reflective of what's going to happen every single time. I mean, possessions vary, but um, I mean, I, I don't want to just say they they didn't give McKinney a chance because he did have that chance, you know, on the possession right before. Just wasn't a good look. Wasn't no, it wasn't at all. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. If you're trying to get into the show, now is the time to do it here on Minor Talk. Uh, let's go to Twitter again. This six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, some negative tweets to get to. Matthew Castro tweets the show. I'm done tuning in for a while until UTEP can make free throws and hold on to the ball. It's pointless keeping up with this team. We've taken a step back this season. Uh, at 600 ESPN El Paso at UTEP Men's Basketball. I mean, Sal, I would agree that they take they've taken a step back. Um, last year's team, I felt, was a fringe contender. I would say on the right night, if the ball broke their way, they could beat any team in conference USA. And it was it was obvious. They beat the best team in North Texas. They hung in with some of the best teams in this league last year. And then this year, Conference USA as a whole gets better and UTEP doesn't have cohesion. They have all guys who've never played with each other. And they're trying to, you know, get these guys to develop that cohesion on the fly. And as a result, they're hitting a lull into their year. They've lost four in a row. Uh, when you look all the way back, I mean, you know, their best quality victory as it stands right now, what, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, uh, New Mexico State, New Mexico who's State. also struggling right now. I mean, I, I'm not sure what where UTEP goes from here. And they've got a tough stretch. It's a Wednesday game against UTSA, a Saturday game against Rice, then they turn around Monday against Charlotte. UTEP has to go 2-1 and one in that stretch, and I don't know if they can, Sal. Two games on the road. They haven't won on the road this year. Uh, the Owls next Saturday, and then the Charlotte 49ers Monday. Uh, Charlotte is good, by the way. UTSA is that one. It's kind of a given. UTEP should definitely win that one at home, but you have to kind of go 2-1 and one in this stretch, in my opinion. No, you, you have to, because you look at at Rice and Charlotte, and those are teams where where you know kind of preseason conference USA, or if you've been keeping up with conference USA, you kind of say, hey, that middle of the pack who can try and make that jump towards you know the the top five or whatever teams of conference USA, Rice and Charlotte would probably be it'd be debatable, uh, you know, and I think UTEP would be in line with Rice Charlotte. Um, or for those two teams, you know, in that argument. But as it stands with the way that they've performed these last three games or so, it's kind of tough to to keep them in that argument. So yeah, 
if they want, <laughs> they're going to have to do it against one of these two teams. The tough part is they're in the same spot as the Miners as far as trying to make that jump. But the tougher part for the Miners, and I'll pick this lineup in a bit, is that they're on the road and they haven't won a road game all year. Yeah, and, and UTEP has not been a good road team just period. I mean, it seems like when they're on the road, they're uncomfortable. And I get it. It's developing cohesion. It's doing all those things. But at the same time, UTEP's got to grow up at some point in this year. Um, let's go to more tweets on Twitter, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Jonathan Byers tweets to show, someone needs to let Coach Joe Golding know that this team won't make their free throws consistently. He needs to get used to this and find ways to win without consistently making free throws. Uh, this coming in from Bryce Chauvin. UTEP will finish 5-13 and in Conference USA play. Wow. Um, oh, man, this is a rough one right here. I know uh, people will like this one. Uh, Tang, Jerome Tang is 13-1 and at Kansas State. Chris Jans is 13-2 and at Mississippi State. Both coaches are excelling at Power 5 schools. Golding is 8-7 and at UTEP. I think we made a mistake. Hashtag minor talk. Wow. Calling for the panic button already, Salmontes. We're getting some uh, UTEP made the mistake for the higher tweets already oh man wow i don't know wow I, i'll say this already all, all already three coaches we know that they were finalists for the job and deservedly so I, i'll say and i'll also add this to i think golding coming off of that man. big win against the um the texas longhorns that warranted a promotion you know what i mean so he he may have gotten um you know had he stayed at acu let's just say this had he stayed there and, you know, they, they pull off another successful year, making the tournament, winning a game or not, or they have another 20-plus win year, that's probably um, that's that's probably higher material either way. So I think he was going to get the get a new job somewhere else. Uh, so I don't want to knock this because all three candidates were deserving for sure. They were 20-14 and 14 last year. I don't get it. Like, you know, uh, UTEP, I'm not saying they're allowed to have a down year. I'm just saying the season's not over yet. And also, I mean, are you really quick to judge and, already? And you know what? I'll say this. It's about damn time Jerome, Jerome Tang finally got a, a head coaching job. And, and same with Chris Jans. Both of them deserving. So I, I totally agree with you there, Sal. Let's go to the phones right now. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Our good friend Ronnie is back with us. Ronnie, welcome back. It's 2023. Happy New Year. And uh, what do you think of UTEP basketball? Happy New Year to you guys, too. Uh, I want to say this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the fans out. I called in. In November, everybody was on high and mighty when they beat the Aggies at home when I said this isn't a sustainable way of winning. I also told you last March that this year would be a letdown year, a disappointing year. So I'm not sure why these fans mm. are trying to throw Goldie under the bus or trying to act like this is new. I can tell you what's going to happen with a king when we start having all the exit interviews from the previous year. Everything's written on the wall. No one in college basketball, UTEP lost 80 3% of their scoring, 85% of their defense. Not losing that many pieces and coming back and winning 20 games the following year if you, the kids that you're replacing those kids with are different. Let's just say that to, 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 to be fair. You know, when I look at this team, it's kind of like I, I trust Golden immensely. I've, I've, lost no, I've not lost no faith in Golden, but I will say this about this team from top to bottom. It's kind of like, well, I guess Golden said he didn't want one saucy. Let me go and get 15 sausages. That's what they got. They got 15 <laughs> kids that shoot the ball, turn it over, don't value it, are in their feelings from time to time, take shots, but don't make shots, and have serious inconsistency issues. 
So I guess if the strength is in numbers, which I've told you since November, that's what they're going to have to play because one night it's going to be one guy, one night it's going to be another guy. You know, no, nothing's changed there. But I told you last year, man, you're not winning 20 games this year. Like, this is going to be a letdown year. He overachieved in year one because he had so much abundance of talent. That talent left for whatever reason. And now you have to go and patch kids together and try to have things happen on the fly. The fans need to stay consistent. They, they were loving Golden last year. They were loving him in November when he beat the Aggies. Stay with him, man. Like, don't 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 give me yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like about, this, about Ronnie. Like, come on. People. Yeah, because let me tell you something. If, if we're going to talk about Tane and Jans, well, guess what? Rodney Terry 7-1 as a head coach at the University of Texas. But nobody wanted Rodney Terry when he was here. So let's just call both sides of that coin. Everybody was happy when he left and they got um, Joe Golding. So don't go back and forth now. Like, stay with Golding. Stay with the kids. It's going to be a statistical letdown year. We've seen this in sports time and time again because they have to find their way. You know, like they just got to keep playing, Adrian. They just got to keep playing. They got to keep grinding out. Their defense travels, and hopefully, you know, their offense at, at times will be good enough or, or a guy will be good enough. But really the biggest thing for them is getting through this season. And, you know, this spring, Golden has to go on the court and go get a power five bounce back. He's got to get a dude who's a dude. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can't mess around with, you know, okay, we're going to try to be balanced. So he needs to bring somebody that is a surefire dude that's coming from someone else, somewhere else at the higher level, that maybe average between 7 and 10 points and wants a larger role that he can throw it to when times get hard and he can just go get his. But until he kind of needs that and, now. He kind and and I know that um, you know they they ended up getting this guy Elijah Jones out of uh, uh, ECU, so East Carolina. He's a guy who was a redshirt kid this year, wasn't going to play. Six foot eight, um, out of Mount Zion Prep, out of like the Baltimore, Maryland area. But regardless, I I'm, I would say this: uh, UTEP does need to get somebody out of the transfer portal, and Shamar Givens is a grad transfer, so. He only has this year of eligibility with him. So I would assume that uh, UTEP will go out and they will prioritize a point guard above everything else. And if you want to run it back with Mario McKinney as your lead guy at the point guard spot, hey, all power to you. Same with Tay Hardy at the shooting guard spot, sure. But you need to add somebody into the mix in that backcourt who can be a difference maker. Somebody who's going to compete on the highest levels with the likes of you know guys like Jelly Walker. That's the, the standard that you have to to hold yourself if you're UTEP going into this offseason. I mean, this is going to be the biggest offseason of UTEP basketball that we'll ever see. And if UTEP uh, you know, takes that for granted or does not succeed, Ronnie, that we're, we're going to be having the same conversation next year. I got faith in Golden. I think he'll go get a dude. I think he'll get it done. I think everybody else needs to stay with Golden, stay with the team you got now. What's the old saying? If you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you got. So there you go. I like to, it. We need to love these kids, man. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Ronnie. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, Sal, I'll bring you in on this. Uh, yeah. I would just say this as far as this team uh, and as far as fans go. People getting out on Joe Golding already? Are you? I'm just shocked at this. I, I'm. Re- I really am. No, and Ronnie brought up some great points. I mean, you basically lose what he said, like 80 plus percent of your scoring. And with the defensive-minded coach, obviously we know defense is going to be the priority. And we've seen it, but now it's time to start scoring some points. So that way you can bring it home. So he's got part of that equation down, just needs that other part. And and to be honest too, Adrian, might not even happen this year, if, if we're yeah, being honest. We can right. see a lot of close games. They'll they'll battle it out. There's no doubt about that. But it's it's sealing the deal that's the, that's the issue. And I, I think, in my opinion, we've kind of seen – 
what they are, and that's a gritty team who's going to battle it out 40-plus if they need to. But when it comes to taking care of the ball, they haven't figured that part out yet. And when it comes to consistently being respectable, at least, let's say 65 is respectable. Forget the 70. Let's drop it to 65. Yeah. We're not even seeing that. So, I, I mean, until they can do that, uh, we're going to pretty much be seeing the same thing this year at least. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm not out on Golden yet. It's, it's way too early. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. I, it's way, way too and, early on all this. It's ridiculous. And another thing, too, is although the games are going the way that they're going, uh, from what I can see is that they're still these guys have still bought into the process. So that's, right. that's the most important thing. If you have guys who believe in each other and believe in what they're doing, no matter what's happening week in, week out, if you stick with it, at some point – you're gonna you're gonna crack some pavement. So we'll see what the what the progress is. Maybe a month from now, but don't be too uh, don't be too surprised if you see more of the same. So effort's gonna be there. Just got to bring it home. Our telephone number is nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. As we continue here on Minor Talk, we're, we're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Coming up, we'll bring you our hot hand of the game. Thanks to Win Supply El Paso, along with our player of the game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. A uh, couple tweets to get to. This coming in from UTEP Zay. Ball should have been in Mario McKinney or Otis Frazier's hands on the last possession, in my opinion. Uh, I'm with you completely there, man. Um, he also tweets the show. We knew coming into this Joe Golding era, you. UTEP wouldn't be great immediately. We all knew Golding was a program builder. Let's relax. I will say that Golding's late game coaching is questionable and has been an issue since last year. Even when UTEP had a trio, UTEP would give it to Alfred Hollins or someone when the Miners needed a bucket. It's true. It's like, you know, late game situations for Joe Golding offensively might not be that great uh, is, is what we've seen so far in the small sample size. Albeit small sample size, haven't seen it all yet, might just not be there to where, you know, you win games consistently relying on your late game scoring. So, yeah, something to flag, something to keep in mind in the future, right, So, And, and you know what's interesting is with that, with, with that final timeout, that wasn't even UTEP's timeout. And right. I, I, I was questioning, um, I can't remember the uh, – the new coach's name for La Tech. So if you have Hester, yeah, Hester, yeah, I'm not too sure. In my opinion, what Coach Hester was doing because I'm thinking, hey, you got a team who's on the ropes right now, and you can seal the deal. And for the Miners to get that extra timeout via La Tech, that was surprising. So I was expecting a bit more out of that last timeout, at least a better look. But um, I know, but it, yeah, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's do this. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, more minor talk as we continue here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. Adrian Broadus joining us here. Sal Montes, of course, and. Uh, that's not even smooth at all. I got to be honest. I was just trying to fill in some time. That that's all it was. But you we have the so. man. We have the man himself, the newlywed, Mr. Adrian Broadus, one half of the A team. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, Sal. I appreciate that. And thanks to the Osterati at the agency for sponsoring us here on Minor Talk. La Tech defeats UTEP 60-58. to Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, uh, as we wind things down here on the show. One minor fan tweets the show, first of all, free throws are free. Continue to play your game. Hashtag minors. Um, yeah, that's the most frustrating part about free throws, right, Sal? I mean, they're free. Yeah. 
their opportunities. UTEP is like top ten in the country in oh, uh, in gosh. drawing free throws. Yes, and then they they're just this bad at the free throw line percentage wise. I, I can't remember what it was last year, but I know it was basically a polar opposite where they were one of the the teams when it comes to standings, like near the bottom in terms of just getting to the free throw line. And where they're able to get there a lot more this year and not cash in, that that's hurting big time. Hey, last year, Sal, uh, they were 27th in the country for free throw percentage. <laughs> How about that? They were 27th in the country. They had a 77 free throw percentage last year. And then this year, they are the second, actually, they're the third worst free throw shooting team, 58% uh, from the charity stripe. So, Polar opposite from last year. It, it just complete opposite. And you had guys who were money last year. Sule Boom, whenever he went to the free throw line, I was like cash. It was cash money every single time Sule Boom went to the free throw line. And, and while we're at it, on the topic of Mr. Sule Boom, a.k.a. Um, what is it? Um, buckets, buckets for sale. Buckets for sale. 76-72 win for, uh, for Xavier. Five for eight. Two, wow. uh, overall, right, two, uh, two for four from beyond the arc. 14 points, six rebounds, two steals. Oh, man, one turnover. I guess that's bad. Throw it away. No, but nine rebounds. Well, I just want to <laughs> give you some bigger stats, Sal. So, uh, Sule Boot makes the jump, and his big goal is, hey, I want to become a well-rounded scorer, yeah. and I want to also be able to facilitate at a, at a much higher level. So, this year, uh, you know, Sule Boom had a career average of about a 17.3 assist rate. Now it's all the way up to 22.2. So that's improved. He's sharing the ball a lot better. He's also improved drastically his shooting percentages. Last year, he was 44% from the field and 37% from beyond the arc. Pretty good numbers, right? Like that's, you know, all conference USA caliber numbers. Well, this year he's 47% from three point range. That's imp- that's so yeah. impressive, Sal. And then he's 53% from the field, so he's scoring um, more efficiently at all levels. He's getting everybody involved. Sule Boom playing relevant basketball for a top 25 team in Xavier and uh, one of the best teams in the country, for that matter. Sule Boom making a huge impact and being a winning player. Uh, it's hard not to root for the guy. I- I'm yeah. definitely rooting for him. Yeah, he- he's more selective with his shots. He's pickier, so th- that's impressive because when he was here we just do him as a volume shooter a guy who was going to chuck it up um that's pretty much gone away now don't get me wrong if he needs to he will but for him to be five for eight to see that at UTEP was kind of like whoa that's that's impressive because it likely would have been maybe like a like an eight for 14 or an eight for 16 something like that but this just shows that his game has evolved for him to um take advantage of other sequences in the game not he doesn't have to shoot it now he can make that pass or do a hockey assist whatever the case is to see him excel is impressive couple other tweets to get to uh this from joe chacon i just can't right now hashtag freebies win games hashtag adios mio hashtag congrats to the both of you hashtag zane is the next og Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag, hey, at least the football team is still undefeated this year. Hashtag minor talk. Joe Chacon. Oh, man. Uh, the Jonathan Byers tweets the show, uh, key to victory. Hack a minor. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, this is uh, coming from one minor fan at one minor fan. No, it was the $85,000 that he got from an NIL deal talking about Sule Boom. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I hear you. I, he probably got a huge NIL deal when it was all said and done. So I get you one minor fan in a big way. La Tech defeats UTEP 60-58. to Let's go over to our awards here on the show as we wrap things up. First off, let's go to Wind Supply El Paso. Uh, huge shout-out to Wind Supply El Paso. We missed them during our little hiatus here on Minor Talk. They bring us the Hot Hand Award after every UTEP basketball game. And in this one, let's give it to Shamar Givens. In this contest, Shamar Mark Givens totaled 11 points, 7 in the first half. And by the way, they needed all his 7 points in the first half. He was 3-for-3 three three from the field and had 2 assists and uh, and also totaled uh, four, uh, excuse me, 5 assists in this game in 35 minutes of action. Shamar Givens becoming our Hot Hand Award recipient here on Minor Talk. And in this one, this is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Stay on schedule with Wind Supply El Paso if you're looking for air conditioning parts here in this city, you could check why. Local contractors depend on Wind Supply El Paso for parts and services. You can rely on their 50 years of service. Choose a trustworthy HVAC system supplier here in El Paso, just like Wind Supply El Paso, and you could check them out at windsupplyelpaso.com. Let's go over to our player of the game, and this one, let's give it to Otis Frazier III. Uh, this is his first award here on the show uh, with us, and he had 13 points on 5 of 9 scoring. He also totaled eight points in the second half. In this one, um, he really shined and really helped the Miners leading the way scoring-wise. And uh, Otis Frazier coming up big for the Miners in this one. 13 points to lead the way, uh, and he is our player of the game. This is brought to you by Keith Southwest. They lead the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Get in touch with them today at KeatsMFG.com. That's KeatsMFG.com. Dot com for Keith Southwest. Uh, Sal, uh, your thoughts on these yeah. two players, your thoughts on just uh, hearing both uh, Otis Frazier, Shamar Givens, uh, doing what they're doing here on this team. Yeah, you know what, with, with Otis, uh, I like that selection there, logged in 27 minutes, was over 500, so that lets us know that his shots, um, uh, for lack of a better phrase, weren't going to waste. He, he was more than go. 500, which is great. And uh, not just the shots, but the possessions. Of all the times he touched the ball, there was only one turnover um, to his credit. And he kind of counters that with two um, two productive stats. He has two blocks and two steals. So though that's going for him, all while leading the team in, in scoring. And then as far as uh, Givens goes, over 500 from the floor, 500 from uh, three-point range, and uh, only two free throw shots, he, he, and he made one. Uh, uh, but he's able to get four rebounds, which was huge. Five assists, so he was all over the place. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the four turnovers. Yeah, it's were, tough. It, it, it hurts a bit. However, you could tell he was involved in the game in all aspects. So uh, the lack of effort. There, there's nothing on that. I'll never knock this team for the effort. Uh, but I really do like the uh, the selection for Givens as well. All right. Well, uh, as we turn the page and we look over to next week, Sal, the Miners have UTSA on Wednesday. That's at home. Miners need a huge victory and. UTSA is probably where they get it. Uh, the Roadrunners are seven and nine. They did beat Middle Tennessee, by the way. That, that's a significant win, seventy-five, seventy-two, just uh, last week. But they did uh, drop a game today to Western Kentucky, and that was seventy-four, sixty-four. So the Miners have uh, UTSA next week. That's an absolute must-win, Sal. It's no doubt about it. This is where they kind of right the ship and they get back on their on a winning track. Yeah, and uh, I mean these two teams are not that 
far apart from each other, right? But this is a game that lines up for the Miners to take full advantage. They're at home. Yep. We know that they're competitive and, and win more uh, games than they lose at home by a big margin. Uh, but when it comes to it, UTSA, I don't want to say a fluke with, with that win against Middle Tennessee. Um, they were in that game for a reason, but crazy, you know, buzzer beater shot gets them that win. I, I don't know if... Um, Anyway, I'll get away from that because it's not too important. But this is a very winnable game for the Miners at home. But when it gets to the road part, right, Rice and Charlotte, yeah. that's that's where we'll find out more about this team. So I'm not looking ahead. I don't want to discredit UTSA. It's definitely a must win. But I think you'll, they'll beat UTSA. But we'll find out more um, in the games against Charlotte and Rice. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say this, Sal. It's something that's going to be very important for the Miners. This is a must, absolute must-win situation, and uh, we'll see what happens for the Miners coming up Wednesday. It's a home game for the Miners. We'll have it for you, 600 ESPN El Paso, and we'll have Miner Talk following the broadcast as well. Hey, really appreciate everybody tweeting into the show. Appreciate everybody calling in as well. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bratis. We're back in action. 2023 edition of Miner Talk, the Louis Louisiana Tech Bulldogs defeat the UTEP Miners 60-58. to We'll be back on Wednesday for another edition of Miner Talk, brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency. Have a great night here on 600 ESPN El Paso.